Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're on Long Final, Ireland's aviation podcast from Squawk 7000. On this episode, two pilots one aircraft, and a touch-and-go at each of the 11 international airports on the island of Ireland, flown by Raphael O'Carroll and Liam Lynch in sports cruiser Golf Mike Uniform Tango Tango on Sunday the 11th of October 2020. This episode recalls an extraordinary flight, flown in memory of the pilot Raphael's daughter Christine, who sadly lost her battle with a brain tumour aged just 31. The flight was to raise funds in her memory for the Christine O'Carroll Research Fund, helping to fund research into a cure for brain tumours, the leading cancer killer of young people under 40. Raphael and Liam join me now via Zoom. Gentlemen, welcome to Squawk 7000. Firmly on the ground for this chat, and I thought we might just start off by asking you more about the motivation behind this special flight. Well, it all started really in 2013 when my daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumour. The first thing that we organised at that time was a flight around Ireland. On that flight, Christine was with me in the cockpit, and it was a fantastic flight. We had about eight aircraft from our club here, Kernan Valley Flying Club, and we were joined then by numerous aircraft from the south or other pilots in the south. And we flew right around Ireland, around the coast, and we raised a lot of money and a lot of awareness, basically for the Brain Tumor Charity. We also collected money on that flight for the Marie Curie and the Irish Cancer Society. You know, after that, and that going really, really well and been a very memorable thing, we just decided to do other things. And the next one that we did actually to raise the funds and awareness was we landed in all of the 32 counties in Ireland, all in one day. And we raised quite a few, quite a few pounds for that as well. Now, it's nice to be doing really something that we enjoy doing and been able to collect the money basically for the brain tumor charity which is the one that we're really interested in tell me a little bit more about christine because you know when you hear of the circumstances of a brain tumor it's unfortunate that it it, it takes young people particularly yes it's the biggest uh, cancer killer for under the the age of 40 i think yeah and it's the one with the least research or the least amount of money going into research when christine was diagnosed she was pregnant diagnosed with a grade four, which meant that she only had about three to four years. Right, And she did actually pass away in 2016, unfortunately. But uh, 
when we were going around on the flight as well, we had organized to meet a few people that had brain tumors. And we got to take one or two of them up for a flight, which was really fantastic. In recent years, unfortunately, those people have passed away too. It's not a very nice disease, put it that way. And the money that you're raising is being used for research? Yes, it's going into the Christine O'Carroll Research Fund. Now, that goes to the Brain Tumor Charity. And because we started our own research fund of that, and you can still donate you know, on the website. We'll put a link to that uh, on our programme notes as well. Uh, if we go. But no, so look, you know, the idea, as you say, and the foundation of it as an idea, it has a poignancy to it, but it also, I presume, has some great memories for you too. Yeah, well, the memories of the flight with Christine going around Ireland will be something I will never forget. It will live with me the rest of my life because we had some good fun, even though... We were looking into a bleak situation. We had a fantastic time going around Ireland and she met all the pilots and we had great fun with it. We enjoyed it. And it's just one of those, one of the memories that you can't buy, put it that way. And so we're going to talk about tonight, your most recent exploits. Liam also joins us on on the call. Liam Lynch, welcome along too. Uh, You had gone to the 32 counties. You'd uh, flown around into some of the different airports. What was left on the list? <laughs> uh, no, we also did Malinhead the Mizzenhead on a whim too. <laughs> but uh, for instance, the, the, the flight round Ireland, that was very uplifting, you know, because we did take up some, we met with uh, cancer survivor groups and some people that were actually suffering from cancer, brain tumours or whatever, but or different cancers. And they're very brave people, and it was actually quite uplifting, I think. And they found it, uh, it was something different for them as well, you know, because uh, you, you know yourself, when you're up flying, it's a different world, mm. and you get a different perspective on things. So, you know, it was uh, over, overall, I think a lot of people find it very uplifting and very informative. Do you find people uh, are, are more open as well when they're sitting beside you in, in, in an aeroplane? Do they chat? It's almost like a confessional box. That's what I find, yes. People do chat. Uh, you know, it's a whole new experience. Their senses are almost overwhelmed with the, the scenery and the view. This is something, you know, it's not like sitting in an airliner when you're looking at a little porthole. It's, you can see everything around you. You can see, you know, all what's going on. And, it, uh, you know, your, your senses are swamped with all these different images and things. Mm. And, yeah, it makes, it makes a big difference. People are, tend to be more open and talk to you as well, yeah. Now, I'm curious about, uh, you know, you snuck in another one there, Malin to Mizzen. You pair when you actually sit down with what Sky Demon or a map must be deadly. <laughs> uh, sort of. And then, of course, then we, there was the East-West flight as well, which uh, no, I was on that, but uh, Ray felt it was. What's left? Monster. What's left? Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure there must be something that we have. Uh, you can do yet. it again upside down, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're both, both a bit reluctant <laughs> on that one. All, all right. So for the pilots who are listening, we want to know some of the details. The aircraft, first of all, uh, and give us some of the facts of, of, of the flight, which, which happened, what, October? Yeah, the 11th of October, I think. The aircraft actually is a sports cruiser. And the reason we went for that aircraft was because of the comfort the room, the speed, and also the fuel capacity. I should say, Liam needed. is shaking his head there because I, I, I think... The comfort! <laughs> By the time yeah, you got did. to carry, there's a story there coming down the tracks, I think, for us, is there? Uh, oh, there yeah. definitely is, yeah. 
He is a slight moaner, but we'll not talk about that. You know. Oh no, no, it was only a slight moan. Everything was great except for the seat cushions or lack thereof. Um, I think what he did was he took out my cushions and put two wooden planks or something in. Fair enough. Uh, uh, seriously, but after I didn't think I'd be able to walk again or sit in anything. But that's an or story. What what speed are we talking about? What range are we talking about for the aircraft? Well, we're cruising in around 95 to 100 knots, you know, at an economical cruise of about just slightly under 18 litres an hour. It's a docile aircraft. It's easy to land. It's quite short feel if we needed it. And it's just a nice aircraft now. Where, where did flying start for both of you? For, for you, Raphael? Oh, that started a long time ago, unfortunately. With the right broad? In, <laughs> yes, in about 1985 or something like that. But slightly before that, I flew radio-controlled model aircraft. Oh, okay. And I got into flying in that respect. Love that. And then a, a friend, a close friend of mine in the modeling in the modeling club, we bought a microlight weight shift and it was a single seat and we taught ourselves to fly in a big field just down beside our homes here. And Where is home? We're just outside of Tandrigi here in County Armagh. And it was a fantastic experience. We spent probably 90% of the learning on the ground <laughs> going up and down the field because we didn't know how to fly these things. So it was a bit of an experience. And then when we did actually take off, it was a, it was a big shock to the system. But we did it and it was good. Every time you took off, you had to land. Well, there's always that, yep. <laughs> the take off is optional. The landing's a necessity, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Liam, where did you start? Uh, I think what got me interested in flying was I was very small. Probably, I think it was pre-verbal at the time. I was that, I was that young. Right? And I remember, I'm originally from Derry, and I remember looking up the sky and seeing all these four-engined four aircraft flying over. I don't know what they were to this day. I presume, like I was born 10 years after the Second World War, so I presume uh, that, you know, at that time they would have been, Cold War would have been going on, there would have been aircraft, and obviously they were, I don't know, going somewhere anyway. Yeah. And, but that was me hooked. Uh, and then when I got a chance, uh, got a job, I, I learned to fly up in Eglinton. Before it was, there wasn't a, uh, the, what do you call it, there wasn't a city of uh, Derry Airport then, it was just a World War II disused airfield. I learned to fly up there in Cessna 150s. And my instructor was a guy called Offie Danton from Akadui, uh, well known in those parts. Of that. Unfortunately, he died a couple of years ago. But uh, uh, no, it was, uh, that's, how, that's how I learned, to, that's how I got involved in flying. And, and the next question is how did the two of you end up in the same aeroplane uh, for, for this particular venture? How far does that go back? It <laughs> goes back a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, in between times, I actually started a flying school in Tandrigi on the farm that we live on. And I, I became an instructor and I started to teach. And one of my students was Liam. And we ended up becoming very, very good friends. And we have done a lot of ventures together. We've been across and we've flew airplanes home from England and flew them across and all that sort of stuff. In between times is... You know, ever, was, uh, ever an exciting moment for either of you? Oh God, no! Everything was perfect. 
We've always had perfect flights. <laughs> there's, there's no little special asterisks in the in the logbook anywhere then, no? We probably would not be better to talk about things. Fair like enough. That. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll gently pull a curtain over that one. All right, so yeah. look, uh, as I said, 2020, what a year. And yeah. you have this idea that you're going to fly. Give us the actual... I suppose, structure of, of, of what it was. How, what did you want to, to achieve in one day? Well, it was just a good idea at the time, probably six months in the very, very early 2020 that we'd have been, or I would have been bringing the subject up to Liam. And then the COVID came in and that sort of screwed a few things up. We didn't know whether we we're going to do it, not do it, and all that sort of stuff. And then when it opened up again in the summertime, we thought we might be able to do it. Now, it opened up opportunities because of the lack of commercial traffic would have made the whole, the whole thing much easier for us. But the big help that we had was our third member, which was Jackie Lawrence, mm. a fantastic lady who was an air, traf- an air traffic controller in Dublin, right? And she negotiated all the airfields in the south of Ireland and done tremendous work for us. And myself and Liam, then we contacted the airfields in the north of Ireland. But Jackie was fantastic because she liaised with all the air traffic controllers that she knew on all around the country. Plus, she was involved in contacting the IAA and smoothing the way for us, really. Because by the time we come to do it in October, we were actually running out of daylight time. And Weller. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
All right. So uh, if we if we work our way around on the route, it occurs to me, and I suppose the first one was, and it seems like a strange idea, is an approach to Dublin and how you even got to do that. Because like I started flying back in Dublin airport many, many years ago when there was absolutely no difficulty in getting a few circuits there on a Saturday evening. Uh, not you for a long that. time. <laughs> yeah, uh, oddly enough, uh, I spent the night before for fear that we'd lose our Sky Demon or GPS or whatever, putting out all the maps of the route and laminating them, putting them all in order with all the radio frequencies and uh, airspace and everything. So we were we were ready to go. But uh, Rafi, I'll tell you what it was like that morning when we were getting ready to go. Well, we, we should put it in space. You had a slot time. So let's get we have we're very, very professional here. A slot time for yes. an approach to Dublin Airport and everything, I presume, uh, centered around that. Yes, it did. We were, I, I think, expect, I think it was five past nine. We were expected to be in or that's when Dublin was expecting us. That was the slot. Like everything was going fine. We pulled the airplane out and all the rest, and then it started to mizzle and rain on us. So then I had to put the airplane back in again. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that. You know the oh, usual yes. story. Uh, you get things ready. I don't know where you're going to go, get away or not. We knew we had to get away roughly in time. We could make up a bit of time we needed to get there. At the end of the day, you know, everything luckily worked out, right? We got away. We got to Dublin on time. We actually had to hold in Dublin to, I think, let him, there was a Ryanair on his way in and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But probably my biggest fear was that Liam was worrying about Sky Damon and stuff, but he was the chief navigator. I was had this thought on my head, what happened if we get a flat wheel on the touch and go here in Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> Those things were going through my head. It Everything went fine. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Approach to 28 left. And yes. uh, I believe you got a great deal of cooperation as well from, from ATC. They were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I do think we got a lot of help from Jackie who smoothed away. You know what mm. I mean? Because she would have been in contact with them to tell them that we were on our way as well. You know what I mean? She was fantastic. Kept ahead of us all the time. <laughs> Is it the case that when you're doing something like that, that you're almost focusing so hard on the approach uh, that you don't actually get to enjoy it? Uh, did, did you film it as you went along? Oh, yes. We took a lot of photographs. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's very difficult to enjoy it because the pressure's on, mm. you know, because we have to negotiate the ATC. We had to be there in time. This, you know, we, were, we were working to deadlines all the time and... Liam then had to keep, he had to keep on the navigation side. So, mm. so touch and go, two eight left, and mm -hmm. then you're off to where next? we done a left turn out and out down the coast and back down and we headed for Waterford. Lovely flight down the coast. It was because we had to deal with Shannon all the time because they were working the rest of the country. And we had to go back to them and then go back to Waterford and go back to them. And it was a bit of a... A wee bit of a nuisance. <laughs> good practice. <though. laughs> it was, it was good work. practice, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, it, it, it actually was quite straightforward in there as well because they, they knew we were coming. You know, they facilitated us at every, you know, at every opportunity they could. The rest of the flight right around Ireland, we didn't have to hold at any point. We more or less went straight in. We had to because we had to keep the time going or we'd run out of the daylight, you know. Mm. So. 
All right, so we, we'll speed up because I'm curious, Liam. <laughs> there's a note I have here, right, which is that uh, yes. Cork was next, all right, and a short enough yeah. hop over to Kerry. Uh, but you've a yeah. bit of high ground in the way as well, haven't you? Come on ahead, Liam. You work away there. Oh yes, that that did cause a, that did cause an odd problem for us because we, we thought like, we can't keep flying straight as we go, or we're flying to one of these mountains, and we had clouds, so we had to go above the cloud, and then. That was fair enough. It was great when we knew where we were going and then we had to descend. But when we had to descend, there was just this lovely cloud. Uh, so then we knew exactly where we were. Scar was fall pretty accurate. No, but uh, all the same, you just wouldn't like to be trying to descend into a mountain or something. Right? But we did find this lovely big hole which allowed us to descend and go out towards the coast and then come in. We were in contact with uh, with Kerry, and they were able to say, "Look, the airfield's clear. If you come in, if you come in from, I think it was coming from the east or something, you you'd be okay. You'd be fine." And that's exactly what we did. ATC were our aid there. You know, they told us exactly uh, which way to come in, how to avoid the cloud that they had near them, and it just made things so so much easier. And let's be discreet about it. You had to uh, take on fuel and defuel as well, I think, at this stage. How long were you sitting in an airplane altogether by this point, by the time you got to Kerry? Oh, uh, uh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> Over three hours, anyway, I think, I think roughly. Mm. And uh, no, yeah, it does. After a while, you know, there's only so much shifting about you can do. Uh, you know, what's that turn the hour cheek? <laughs> But uh, I know Raphael thought it was very funny. Like he probably had about three or four cushions underneath him, including <laughs> one or two of mine. Like, but uh, <laughs> I was never, never so glad to get out of an airplane. Really. So it's a full, it was a, it's a full stop and carry anyway at this stage, uh, and you get yeah, a little full bit stop of a break. And carry, yeah. Yes, yep, mm. yep. So we, we weren't there very long. As soon as we had the fuel, then we're off. We off we went again on our on our adventure. <laughs> We all know that flight plans are, are, are literally that, they're plans. Did you have to make any changes at all en route or were, were you able to more or less fly what you'd, what you'd plotted? I think we were more or less, we were able to fly exactly what we plotted. You know, we were, we were very lucky. Um, I think the only time we made any sort of uh, slight changes was, uh, on a, I think on the way to Kerry, that was the only time. It was just to make sure we didn't fly into a mountain or something stupid. But uh <laughs> you know, we avoided the we avoided the worst of the, the clouds and the weather. Uh, but we over by and large we were very lucky. So time wise where are we at? We're at about a quarter to one heading now to Shannon. Um, and yes. it's October, so you've you, you have a sunset uh, ahead of you, and, and and a little bit of time pressure. Uh, and was Ireland West open as well? Now the problem there was <laughs> they were only open for so long. And our worry then was that they would close before we got there and refulfully in the rest of that. Yeah, it's just they were closed because of the COVID. They were only open a few hours a day and there was a time limit to get to knock. And we made it probably, what, within about five minutes? Five minutes. <laughs> you know, and they were very helpful and staying probably open a little bit longer than they needed to. Very lucky again. Fantastic. Very, very interesting picture on your website uh, as you're climbing out of Knock, and there's uh, an ex Air France A380 on the ground. Yep, quite sad actually to see all the aircraft. For instance, in Shannon, when you when we're coming out of Shannon, Shannon had the the one runway open, and all the rest was just parked park aircraft, which is it's quite sad, you know, because that's you know the av- aviation industry was just sitting on runways going nowhere. Mm. Except you guys. Yeah. Except yeah. us. <laughs> we were very lucky. 
<laughs> all right, so we're airborne now from Knock. Uh, Sligo and Donegal are next, and we've all heard the uh, wonderful stories about the approach to Donegal. Was it as beautiful as they say? Well, yes. I'm from Derry. I would say I would be, <laughs> I would be biased. No, but I would say yes, it is. Yeah, and you know, and after that, you know, things like uh, Mount Erichel and all, it was stunning. Scenery was absolutely yeah. stunning. And and now you're on home territory, Liam. You're heading to Eglinton yeah. for what three o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And yeah, that, that went that went quite well as well. The weather was was good. Not so good when we went out of Eglinton, but it was good. We're going into Eglinton. And it was all, it was very straightforward. It was, we didn't have any problems at all. Well, and it's just with the exception that Eglinton were actually, they had closed staggered hours as well. Well, yes, that was another, yes. Yeah, and we that. had, I, we had to be there, you know, at the times they were open because they opened and the close. They opened the close, yeah. But they were extremely good as well. And then it's heading for home. Yep, we're on the home stretch now, so the pressure was off, really. Yeah. With the exception that we, we headed straight from Eglinton to Aldergrove, or the International Airport, and we had a lot of low cloud that we had to negotiate there. We couldn't go straight. We had to go around it, which held us up a little bit. But there again, we got into Aldergrove. We had to hold there for a little bit. We got in and out of Aldergrove, and then we headed on a direct route to the city airport in Belfast. We had to hold there as well because I think there was a... An Airbus coming Aircraft. in, yeah. yeah. An Airbus three three thirty coming in, and, and so uh, we, uh, we 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 flew around the lock, taking in the view of the shipyard, Ardern Wall, and all that. Not again, something you can do every day, I'm guessing. Uh, no, no, no. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I would like to do. It was the same with flying Ryan Ireland and all those things that we've done in the past. I would really love to do it, fly around Ireland. You know, again when we're not doing things just to take in the beauty of the mm. the island itself because it really is fabulous we don't know we're living in ireland scenery as you say is amazing uh, we we should yeah. uh, i suppose you know we, we have you back on the ground now after your round ireland flight total yeah. hours in the logbook at the end of the of the, of the day i think it was what is about six and a half hours Liam. Is six and a half hours yeah. yeah roughly yeah yeah uh, it probably took me about three days to, to recover, man. But apart from that, it's absolutely I, I'm, cu- I'm curious when when you finally landed home and you know you you, you turned the engine off. What did you say to each other? <laughs> Is it fit to share? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, the the first thing that happened when we opened the. The canopy of the airplane, Jackie Lawrence happened to be there and she came running over and congratulated us. It was a fantastic reunion. Yep. We really were elated that it happened, that it went okay, you know, because those loads of things actually could have went wrong, as you know yourself in flying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were lucky. Things went well and we raised awareness and collected more money for the brain tumor charity, which was the best thing of the whole lot. So not only did you have fun and, as you say, support aviation, but there was also a very good cause in it. I, I can only yes. look at the two of you and people listening to us can't see it, but the enthusiasm in your eyes as you tell the story, you, you light up both of you. Are you done? Is What's left? What's next? <laughs> Liam? <laughs> oh, we're going to do something. Yeah, we'll do something. Oh, we're, we're open to suggestions as well, but certainly right. we'll do something else, something, maybe something historic, maybe it'll not be historic, I don't know, but certainly we'll do something different. Anyway. That has, 
Hopefully that well, no one else has done before. You can never give up. I mean, sure it's the fun of it all and the adventure. Uh, and and it doesn't even matter if anybody's done it before. I'm going mm. to do it again anyway. Quite you are, yeah. 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 I have to, at this stage, say a big thanks to the air traffic controllers in all the airfields. And the IAA and the Dublin, the Dublin Airport Authority were fantastic too, letting us in because it's not an easy task to get in there. I believe they turned out on the ground for you as well. They did. They took the photographs of us as well, and they <laughs> yes, were there. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Only I didn't yeah. happen to see that much, to be fair. <laughs> well, you're so focused on the on the, on the white lines. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game, yeah. So if, if we look up to the sky and we see a golf mic uniform tango tango flying overhead, we know the pair of you're off on your, on your journeys again. Is that it? That, yes, you might want yeah. the flight radar and just... You'll have to watch where we're going. Yeah. Where can where can people find out more about your flight? Because you've put together a really lovely website, which which covers the activities. Yes. If you just go to the the website, if you Google it, you know it'll come up, and it's on our Facebook page, and it should be on our own website that'll be Kernan Aviation that should be on that website as well. Well, we, again, as we said to you, we'll put the links to the site and indeed where people can make a donation as well, should they wish to yes. share their support uh, for what sounds like, as you say, a, a really a great cause, but also doing it in a, in a fairly well unique and, and unusual way. Uh, thank you both for joining us on our podcast this evening. Uh, Liam Lynch and Rafael O'Carroll. We wish you all the very best and uh, fair weather flying. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Long Final from Squawk7000.ie. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and do tell your friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.